Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, and welcome to episode number 265 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is The Pandemic and the Plagues, Part 3. At this point, you know that I have been drawing a correlation between the pandemic that we are experiencing now and the 10 plagues recorded in the book of Exodus so that God would expose any false gods that we may have put our faith in as well. God proved that the gods of Egypt were not true gods at all. He mocked them by sending plagues that represented their God's specific area of power. He has proven to us today that the gods we might erect are not true gods either. I think God has a sense of humor. Their various gods or goddesses had heads of frogs, flies, cattle, and etc. Do you think they got tired of seeing the plagues of frogs, flies, and dead cattle everywhere they turned? I'm sure that they thought differently about their gods with these heads after those plagues. This pandemic is revealing the gods of today that we might be putting our hope and trust in. Please go back and listen to the previous podcast concerning the gods of business, economics, money, and entertainment, amusement, and pleasure. This week, we will address politics, bias, and pride. Proverbs 24 verse 10 states, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. As stated before, this verse warns us that you strengthen yourself before the adversity comes so that your strength will not be small when it comes upon you. Now you might be saying, Paula, I do not struggle with any of these areas that you've covered. Well, I'm sure the one of politics, bias, and pride will include you just because of the climate of our country right now with an election in November. Now, I can say that because everyone has biases, whether they want to admit it or not. For example, there may be a bias of, I prefer red hair. Now, that can lead to a prejudice of, I prefer red hair to the exclusion of all other colored hair. Now that can support discrimination, which is a system set up to prefer red hair to the detriment, loss, damage, disadvantage, or injury 
of other hair colors. So you see, one can build upon the other. So each person is involved in one or more of these areas. What I am seeing today, even among mature Christians, is that they have too much pride to deal with their biases or prejudices, much less discrimination. Some are refusing to seek out the truth about such issues because it does not adversely affect them. How sad. Well, today we want to look at three other plagues and the gods and goddesses that were mocked by Jehovah. So we're going to look at plagues number five through seven. The fifth plague was the disease on the cattle. And you can read that at Exodus chapter nine, verses one to seven. The gods that were mocked were Ptah, which is P. T-A-H, and then Nevis, which is M-N-E-V-I-S, and the Hathor, H-A-T-H-O-R, and Amon, A-M-O-N. Now, you might see them spelled or pronounced differently depending on your resource. But these were the Egyptian gods associated with bulls and cows and the livestock. And so in Exodus chapter 9, verse 1 to 7, you see that there was a plague that affected the Egyptians by creating a huge economic disaster in areas of food, transportation, military supplies, farming, and economic goods that were produced by these livestock. Now, if you look at Exodus chapter 9, verse 3, it says, Behold, The hand of the Lord is upon thy cattle, which is in the field, and upon the horses, and upon the asses, and upon the camels, upon the oxen, and upon the sheep. There shall be a very grievous moron, and moron is a disease. So we see that there was a plague or disease that fell upon the livestock, and this affected everything in regards to their economy. But still, Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he would not listen to the Lord, but remained faithful to the Egyptian god and goddesses. Then there was the next plague, which is number six, which was boils. And you can read about that in Exodus chapter 9, verses 8 to 12. And the gods that were mocked was Skemet, S-E-K-H-M-E-T, Serapis, S-E-R-A-P-I-S, and Imhotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Now, these were the gods of healing and the goddesses of epidemics. Cleanliness was very important to the Egyptian society. And this plague pronounced the people unclean by having the boils and so forth. So the magicians who have been seen throughout the previous plagues, are unable to perform ceremonial rituals to their Egyptian god and goddesses in this unclean state. So it didn't allow them to even stand before Pharaoh. So they are seen in the scriptural account no more. And it is great to notice the contrast shown because Moses and Aaron are the only ones left standing in front of Pharaoh with the one true God as their support. And then 
Plague number seven was to hail. And you can read about that in Exodus chapter 9, verses 13 to 35. And the gods that were mocked was the god Nut, Isis, and Seth, S-E-T-H, and Ashu, S-H-U. Now this was the Egyptian sky goddess, and then the Egyptian agricultural deities, and the Egyptian god of the atmosphere. Well, hail of unspeakable size and with the ability to destroy rained down from the sky and turned as fire as it hit the ground. The Lord in showing Pharaoh that there is none like him in all the earth allowed this to happen. But then here's the God of mercy. He allowed it that those who were willing to hear his word and obey his commands would be saved. This is among the Egyptians. Remember, the Israelites were already being protected from these plagues at this point. So we have a God, a God of mercy and a God of love. Well, the 10 plagues given in the book of Exodus were God's way, again, of mocking the gods and goddesses of that time. And they were man-made, but they were worshipped just the same. These plagues were sent not just to free the Israelites, but to destroy the faith that was put in these false gods. Can there be some things that have become like gods to us? Can this pandemic be a blessing in disguise by exposing false gods that we may have put our hope in? Maybe something we have our faith and trust in more so than the one true God. Well, the challenge for you may be politics, bias, and pride. And that's what we want to talk about or focus on this week. As we head toward an election, let me ask you, are you anxious, depressed, or fretting over which man will be the next president? Do you find yourself angry, bitter, critical, or looking down on others? Is your disposition one of humility or one of pride? Do you think you already have the answers or know all there is to know? And those who do not agree with you, are they viewed as wrong? Your answers will reveal to you how important your gods have become in regards to politics, bias, and pride. Listen to some instruction from the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 23 says, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple, for God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scriptures say, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows they are worthless. So don't boast about following a particular human leader, for everything belongs to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Peter or the world or life and death or the present and the future. Everything belongs to you and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. 
And then what about Proverbs 31, 8? Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. And then Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 46. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So these are the two things that are utmost on our Lord's heart regarding what should be on our heart as well. One thing that is scary to me is that there are some, they're not putting their hope and trust in others. They are their own gods unto themselves. They have determined the agenda and have ignored what God said in Matthew 22 as regard to what the main thing should be that we live for and live by. Some feel that we should be standing up for this or standing up for that, but they've overlooked the commandments. These two commandments that God says should be our focus and should be based on love for God and love for others. No, 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 no. With the politics and the bias and the pride, there are some that have made other issues the main thing because they think they know better than God and have made themselves as gods. As if there's anyone that could advise God on anything. So why are we so bold as to think that we know what God does not know? That doesn't even sound right when I say it. So be careful of the gods of politics, bias, and pride. You just may find yourself fighting against God. Should I tell you who's going to win? What is this pandemic revealing about your faith and relationship with God? Whatever we set up to be our savior, our hope, or our solution, other than Jesus, is going to fail us in the end. Jehovah is the one true God. So make sure you vote and do whatever you can to bring equality to all people. But in doing this, I suggest that you put your trust and confidence in God as to who will be the next president and rest from all of your fear and anxiety. Listen to this. Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 says, He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and establishes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. And then Psalm 75, 7. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. And then Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Whew, that's a lot to think about, right? Well, join me here again next week and smile. Jesus loves you. 
thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.